You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Visit WesternSouthern.com. Baseball present. Baseball past. Gonna share a few stories. Gonna have a few laughs. On the Jim Day. The Jim Day podcast. Hello and welcome again to the Jim Day podcast. Wherever you are listening. However you are streaming or downloading this bad boy, we thank you. Thank you very much. And today, we've got a dynamic duo. We've had them on this podcast separately before, but not together as you hear them often on the Reds Radio Network. That would be Tommy Throw in the Cowboy, Jeff Brantley. How we doing, fellas? Outstanding. Good. Good. Yeah. Glad yeah, we're doing good. Glad to do this. This feels vaguely familiar. Do you want to get <laughs> right into you. that? <laughs> <He> got you. <laughs> okay. You want to get right into that? No, we don't have to. Let you no, that no let's get right into that. You know, I've been doing this podcast, I don't know, three, four years or something. And it's the broadcaster's nightmare when you, um, you're recording something and you hope, wow, I hope that recorded. Well, finally... <laughs> <laughs> How many of these things have you done before this? Oh, uh, I don't. It's uh, a lot, huh? It's going upwards of a hundred. I don't know. Seven, I don't know exactly. That's terrible. In but, the neighborhood, probably of a hundred. But enough that it's we're several in, and it's never happened. We recorded an entire podcast, folks, with these two, and we're doing it again. <laughs> you had, you had four hours of content right there. On those two cards. Uh, luckily, it wasn't boom. four hours, but it was no. like 40 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. And I even got Cowboy to come in early. Well, was... I'm, I'm just going to tell you, when you're gambling, it's okay to double down. It ain't okay to triple down. You got me? <laughs> you know what? That's, that's sage advice yeah, from the I, veteran. I, I think we got the equipment issue worked out. We're uh, double recording this. <laughs> double fingers crossed, although that might be bad luck. I don't know. But uh, I really do appreciate it, or as someone likes to say, appreciate it. Give me the one of those. Appreciate it. Thank you now. We had so much fun the first time. We figured <laughs> we'd well, gladly do it again. I, I, You know, some of these questions are going to be, you know, very familiar to you. Well, to us, but not to the people that are listening <laughs> right, to us. That's, that's good. I appreciate you guys. And by the way, you know, normally I record these several days before it's released. Folks, this is the day before. This is as close to live as a podcast will ever this get. This is very, very fresh. So, And uh, we're actually an off day in Cleveland right now, folks. Just yep. a full disclosure, we're sitting here in Cleveland overlooking uh, Cleveland. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, but you guys had a good day, right? Had a great day. Tell yeah. the, tell the listeners what you guys did. Well, so I I mean I I don't have a whole lot of Cleveland experience, and so I thought, well, why not why not ask the guy that knows this city better than anybody I know, and that would be Tom Hamilton. Ah. He's the voice of the Guardians. I said, Tom, any suggestions on what to do with the off day in Cleveland? And he gave me a couple a couple of restaurant suggestions. He knows me well enough to know that that's always a good idea. And then he said, uh, if you have access to a car 
it's worth it to drive out to Canton if you've never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Great so piece of advice. Great it was piece of excellent advice. advice. So we went, rented a car today, drove over there, and uh, checked out the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Been it, there, very special. Fun. How was it for you? I, I thought it was great. You know, I, that's I'm I'm not really a um, a sightseer per se. I mean. As long as I've done this, most things I've already seen. That was one thing I've not done. And to be honest with you, it's not just going to the Football Hall of Fame. It was actually the, the drive and just kind of seeing what's outside of Cleveland. I mean, let's face it. We're, if we're in downtown Cleveland, bruh, <laughs> come on. No, no, no. But once you get out, it's kind of like, all right, this is a nice little place. I like it. I'm, yeah. I'm just not like the the city guy. I mean, you guys know me. You're I'm, not. I'm, I'm, you're not a city guy. No, I'm not a city. Yeah. No, not uh, very much. But you, you know, you got a nice little drive down to Canton, and uh, they've done a nice job with with that. They updated it. Oh, I was, yeah. I've been there twice. I was there several years ago where it was just kind of generic. I would go back. Yeah. Really, I, I liked it. I did. I would. I tell you what, um, Tommy and I are walking around, and, and we missed the. The school buses that come in in the morning. And yeah. I mean that that was a good move for us going a little later <laughs> in the day. That's where Otherwise. that's where not being a couple of morning people really yeah. pays off. Well, we, we got some good good pictures, and I, I, as we're walking around, I'm thinking, you know, Mason would love that. He, oh, that'd be he'd really love because, you know, I mean, your kid, you know, they watch football games with you when you're sitting in on Saturdays and Sundays, and yeah. I, I think he'd like it. Very nice. That's very cool. nice. Now, what's what's cool about the road is that. And we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. There are several broadcast crews that not only they kind of just tolerate each other, and then they work together, and that's about it. And some of them really don't like each other. We actually like each other. We hang out. We do, and, and I think that is, I, I, to me, being the one of the new guys here, that's really important for me. I mean, first of all, from a comfort standpoint, getting comfortable with this organization, yeah. um, that that has been huge. Uh, but the other part is just, you know, we always have somebody to hang out with, which yeah. is fun. And we truly enjoy each other's company. And, and I, I don't know how much that translates over the air, but I think it does. I, I think it has to, because, because yeah. that's part of, that's part of what I think makes this job so much fun is, is how much fun Jeff and I have together. Right. And, and when I work with Chris, how much fun Chris and I, and we did a couple spring trainings games together so sorry we, for your luck on that we, one we, we, oh we had a great time i mean no no, no no it was so funny no it, it, it was so fun i mean it's just that to me is is just 162 games and however few days it is that it's all yeah. crammed in there it, it, we spend a lot of time together and you know we we eat together we do things together on the road we go out to dinner that that to me is just that that's the part that I miss in the off season. Have I mean, a few beverages once in a while, at least you and I do. Every now and again. Every now yeah. and again. Occasionally, somebody we find somebody that's open, serving a couple. Camaraderie, <laughs> it, it works. You know, yeah. the just being together and having some fun together—that's what it's about. Yeah, no question about it. And when we're going to dinner, as long as we don't have to walk too far. <laughs> well, fortunately for you tonight, when we go to dinner after you're done editing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> We we don't have to walk because really? we got a car, so you're going to be in good <laughs> solid. Shape. Now that makes a happy cowboy. Don't you know it? <laughs> Pick me up at the curb. <laughs> Where were we in Milwaukee? It was like a little. It was just on the edge of. Uh, that was 
just on the edge of being too far for him to walk. I, I could see it on his face. His face <laughs> said a lot. We've had some restaurants that we probably should have taken an Uber to, but we've also had other restaurants that we probably should not have taken an Uber to. <laughs> yeah. He and I got in an Uber, and the dude took us around the block. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. He this at, can't be real. He, he looked it, at it, us. It wasn't like, even two blocks away. It was about a block and a half, and it was behind us. And, and I didn't know. I mean, I'd never been to the place. I, I'm just looking to, at at reservations, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know really this the streets and the town that great. I just know that's where I want to eat. You guys have been doing this long enough. I'm going to assume that this predated having a map at your fingertips oh, no. on the phone. No, no but we didn't look at the map. It's Uber, obviously. It's an Uber. We didn't have That's Uber true. Back That's then. a great point. Oh my gosh! So we we made sure that he he got tipped well. But the look on his I hope face, so. he, was, he was probably real excited. Because when you know Uber drivers, they accept the assignment, or whatever. They don't know where they're going until you, they pick you right. up. So when it came up on his phone, he was pretty excited. <laughs> he looked at us like, "Really, bro?" That's right there. I'm taking oh, you around man. the corner. See, one of the things, as, as as you guys know probably a little too well, when I have dinner, I I make it count. Like I'm I'm gonna eat a lot. And well, we don't get that many dinners on the road. No, we don't. We so don't. so we all kind of do that. So when I look at it, it's like, well, a thirty minute walk. That's perfect. I walk off a lot of what I just ate. That's ideal. We, you know, burn some of those calories. You guys. I think you guys look at it a little different than that perspective. Well, yeah. I mean, why, why walk when you can a, ride? Is that That's a why nice, they invented automobiles. Is that a nice way to say that we're old? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got the dig there. Yeah. I, I got that. That was I mean, why, loud and clear. Why, why walk to a place when the limo can pull you right up to the door? I mean, that's how I look yeah, at it. Yeah, it's like people that say, want me to go skydiving. Why would I jump out of a completely good plane? It's it's completely fine. I don't need to jump out. It's going to land. It's good. We're good. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you guys, now we're a few years in of you guys settling in with each other. So um, how much do you get on each other's nerves? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself here. Um, he might feel differently. I would say surprisingly little i mean for for two people that are go ahead and say stuck. you're young he's old well that's true yeah. but i wasn't looking at that there, there's a there is a difference there, there is yeah. there that that is a factor but i think yeah. also him having kids that are younger and and it, i mean his oldest kids are, are pretty close to my age i think that probably helps to be honest because he kind of has a pretty good idea where i'm coming from in a lot of scenarios but I would say that we're both in our own ways a little stubborn and and it's like cowboy stubborn hold on a second. <laughs> but we're both also <laughs> relatively like I mean I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky person it takes a lot to get me worked up but it, it can happen and if mm -hmm. I'm around somebody enough it's bound to happen so I'm shocked that it doesn't happen more than it does I don't think In anyone opinion. has ever described me as happy-go-lucky. <laughs> Red-ass baby. Happy-go-lucky? I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen you fired up a few times. Uh, occasionally, well, occasionally, he'd get a little worked up. Yeah. Little and, worked I, up. and I know that. I, I it's try that to... chair, I think. You know, there's a misconception uh, out there. Is that the right word? Miss? No, that's not the right word at all. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say, so I can't help you. <laughs> 
wrong perception out there that Nuxall never got fired. Up. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, misconception was the right word. Was it? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, um, he used to get fired up. Cool. So it's it's in you. It's it in is. there. You know, I, I mean, you can't you can't play in the big leagues for as long as I did without having some kind of. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. um, Get a case of the goo. Yeah, How about well, is that a good on, way? But, to... but hold on, let's let's also add to that. Not play as long as in the big leagues as you did at your stature. Yeah. Can't, I mean, let's be honest here, because not many people have the success <laughs> that you had at your stature. Let's call a spade a spade here. The all-time yeah. single-season saves leader. That's a. I mean, history. you defied a lot of odds. Yeah, I, I, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Now, I mean, you don't think that when you're playing, though. Or you really don't. I mean, I, I actually thought I was six two, six three at the time. It didn't say that on my license, but <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what you feel like. Yeah, it might have said that on the roster yeah, somewhere the in roster. Mississippi State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might have. That's a good idea. Um, but I, I never thought about it like that until I got out of the game and kind of got older and kind of looked back and. You know, everybody that you see says, well, what position did you play? Second base? Or, you know, I'm like, what? I mean, that's kind of how it was. Yeah. I mean, you look at all the guys now. I mean, there, that's some big old boys. Big dudes, Woo. man. I mean, look at Tyler Stevenson, how big he is. He's I a know. catcher. He's a catcher. I mean, yeah. I, I stand next to, to Hunter Green, and, and you're talking. Massive. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's he is just a big guy. Big dude. And you, you think, okay, well. I'm trying to answer this question for you, and I'm like, I gotta hold on. Let me move back a little bit so I can look up. <laughs> All right, what are some things when you're sitting down to broadcast that you guys absolutely have to have? Is there something that you cannot get through the broadcast Coke. without? Coke. <laughs> hold on. Can we get Coca Cola? Oh, I should say it that way. Coca Cola. Thank you. A, can Don't we say a... yes. It's not Coca Cola, the soft drink. Can we get a quantity on those? Just how many? Because Coca Cola, just saying a Coke makes it sound like you have one, to have one. One twenty ounce Coke, yeah. Yeah, that ain't it. That well, I mean, it's a couple ding, more than that. How many dings coach. can you have during ding, the game? I mean, ding. that's the that's the counter. Ding. We had a tweet. Somebody somebody tweeted at us. Really? I think it was. I think it was after we got back home because that's when he has the glass bottles. And the Mexican Coca Colas. Those glass bottles are the best, though. Those are decent. Me of That's my, the only way. Of childhood, and for those that don't know, the Mexican Coca Colas come in the the large, the tall glasses, and they have a little extra sugar in them. Well, it's pure cane sugar, they have right? Real sugar, yeah. Like real pure cane sugar. sugar. It's not fructose. It's just it, it tastes different. Yeah, I mean, you they get, taste good. It they does do. taste good. Really good. And when it, I mean, in a glass bottle and cold. That, <laughs> Not a whole much, not a whole lot better than that. All right, so, now how many? So somebody, so somebody tweeted at us. They said, "Well, it's not officially baseball season. It's not Reds on radio until I hear the bottles clank in the trash can behind me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the few times that I have um, been able to, you know, listen to the radio when we're not doing a game, uh, you can hear it in the background. <laughs> oh no, he takes pride in it. He, you take pride in it? He's at his happiest when I levitate out of the seat, I'm jumping in terror. trying to make sure that I time my technique so that I'm filling up my Coke, or I'm emptying my Coke bottle as he's doing play-by-play play so he can't look back. And then as I double flip that bad boy into the trash can. 
You can hear it. Cl- I mean, you can hear it in the TV booth sometimes. I, I will say this. I, I never really realized how striking that could be. And he, oh, re- he remembers loud, that. <laughs> Mason's in the booth. And this is what? Mason, your son. Yeah, about what? A week ago? Yeah, two weeks ago? E- yeah, even that. And Saturday afternoon, we're in the middle of that doubleheader. And he went and got one out of the fridge. And he's drinking it up there. And I'm doing the game play I need, play. I need a quick timeout, by the way. <laughs> okay. Quick time out in the you story. You guys are go like ahead. a married couple. Here we Quick go. Time out. <laughs> Earlier in the day, Mason had thrown one away, and, and Jeff goes, no, you got to do it like this. So he instructed him properly how to do it. <laughs> so Carry wrong. On. So the, the, the proper technique had already been taught. Like Mason, father, like son. Mason, as, as, as proper and as polite of a young man as you will ever Unbelievable meet, how polite. He went and – the first one he had, he just set it in the trash can. Jeff goes, no. He did. He walked down the steps and set it in there where it would be real quiet. He goes, The no. next one, I'm on the air, and he drops that bad boy from up there where Seg used to sit right next to you. Yeah. He dropped it in there. I mean, it was kaboom. I almost <laughs> jumped out of my chair. I snapped my head around. And, you know, normally. You deserve that. Normally, you I, when I snap my head around like that, I'm, I mean, I'm ready to snap he was him. too and he i mean was. i could feel my face getting red and i just stopped and i just smiled i was like you got me <laughs> that is it was the best no one has deserved so anything more in his life because <laughs> no. you got me on that once too no he loves it that's, you got me on that best. once too. It's whatever just, we did i don't yeah. remember if we did a radio game or a tv game but you got me on it <laughs> and it is loud folks so if you hear if you're listening to a reds Shut game you. on the radio and you hear you know the sound out there of glass hitting in the trash. You'll you'll hear it often. You'll now know that it's the Mexican Coca Colas of one Jeff Brantley. Cashed another one. So we never answered the question of how many per game, though. Varies as it turns out. Depends on if it's a day night doubleheader, if it's a back to back seven inning doubleheader. But I could I can probably get. I I don't know that I've ever got. Well, I can't say that. That's I got to. I, I could get to double figures. That is really oh bad. My but God. you no, no, come on. And a doubleheader. Double figure. Doubleheader. Double. Wow. You were probably pretty close that. Well, you know when yet. you know you know how I am in the morning. I mean, both of you guys know. I, I it takes me a little while to kind of get things going. <laughs> and I mean, if you're worse, three, if you're he's three, worse than me, which is if really you're three bad. deep before the game. I mean, that's a lot of coke. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know for a fact. We've been up to at least five in a single game. Yeah. So you put two games with three hours in between. Yeah. Oh, think man. about it. I mean, that's. Does, yeah, do you get dehydrated? Not. Besides the time Evidently. in Philadelphia, Evidently I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sparked my memory. Uh, what happened in Philadelphia? Am I allowed to tell this? Sure. <laughs> Cats out of the bag it was now. Actually, uh, <laughs> I think we were in New Jersey. It was Phil- we were playing the Phillies. We have an off day, so we're golfing in New Jersey, though. And it was hot, boy. It was like boiling, boiling, and it, humid, it, humid. It, seriously, it might have been 100 degrees with uh, you know 70 percent humidity or something. And we're golfing right in the middle of the day, and it's just hot. And he is pounding Coca Colas, <laughs> certainly. And then all of a sudden he starts slowing down a little bit. I was struggling. Then he's dragging a little bit. And he's like, ah. and I <laughs> even said, 
I don't, I don't know why I'm so dehydrated. I've been drinking, I've been drinking Coca-Cola all day. We looked at him like, well, of course you're dehydrated. That dehydrates you. And he said, he was dragging his clubs behind him. He said, I think I'm going to yak. I got sick. Turns out those are not a good substitute for now, water. Unfortunately, your predecessor, what was his name? Um, Marty Brenneman. Francis? Thank you, Marty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> forgot that on purpose. Um, he was berating you. Now, <laughs> he is throwing up. Come on. In the restroom. Didn't make it to the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> Marty's killing you from outside, right? <laughs> well, he, we must, we he, must was highly, he was highly concerned first. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as he said... When when I said I'm all right, then he was crushing me. You shouldn't be drinking all those. Yes, I told you not to drink. You gotta drink water. There Marty, were, Marty there were a few expletives moved mixed into uh, this. We must know different Marty. Yeah, no, he was actually giving him a hard time. I, I felt bad for the old boy that day, but you made it through. You made it through. It's kind of like your kid's about to die. You check on him. He's all right. Oh, I told you not to do that. Oh. Walk down memory lane there. All right, you, what do you need for a broadcast? You're pretty simple, though, right? Yeah, I am. I, I, I need my scorebook, um, which is just a big binder of scorecards as I go. Um, and then that's about it. I need water. I always have water and coffee. Yeah. Both of them. Not I try necessarily to in that order. Not always in that order. Usually it's coffee. And then I try to stay, unlike some people, I try to stay hydrated with water because <laughs> as it turns out, Water and hydration is good for your vocal cords. Yeah. But you, you like, that, you you like that sugary coffee. I, I do. He likes the foo-foo problem. coffee. Oh, yeah. I'm not the too cold, proud to admit it. But you like, like cold coffee, right? When it's hot. Yeah. Once we... Which, oh, oh, what did you just say? I meant cold, like cold, like ice like coffee. Like ice coffee. Yeah. 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 Cold brew. Yeah. Once it gets hot outside. Yeah. Oh, but it's, it's hot. Yeah. What, we got to wait. I mean, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it'll actually... Feel like summertime, and I'll be able to drink some. Well, you coffee. poodles up there in the booth—it's already been hot. If you're down there in sunshine, it's well, okay, been hot. I'll tell you this: we could be in Pittsburgh in the middle of August, and you have to drink hot coffee in that booth because yeah. it is Arctic. <laughs> yes, it is. You know those it's places. It's like the tail of two booths because the TV it's, booth is TV hot, booth is hot, hot. It is hot. Right next door is the radio booth, and it's blowing out air conditioning like it's St. Louis yeah. is that way. Yeah, St. Louis, St. Louis TV booth cold. is smoking hot. Yeah. And the radio booth is where the air condition starts. So, you know, you the the little dial is in there and the next door is smoking. Yeah. You know those places, yeah. you know those hotels where the, the they're all made of ice? That's the radio booth in Pittsburgh. You <laughs> taped tinfoil over I, the you, vent. You bet I did. <laughs> well, Marty has taped. He used to, what was his name again? Marty. Um, Brenneman. Marty, thank you. Um he used to tape cardboard over that thing. Well, there was. So there used to be used cardboard. Used to be cardboard and it over. It was so bad. And it was like a million sheets of tape and it wouldn't stay. It was <laughs> yeah. brutal. Somehow. How'd the tinfoil work out? Perfect. It was there the whole time. <laughs> Very nice. Now, it was hot during the day. So I walked over to the ballpark. I was a little sweaty when I got there. So I had to undo it, let it get a little cool in there. But when you undo it, it cools down in five minutes because it's yeah. so cold. So much air. It's, it's actually a great booth thing. in the midsummer. When you're there in July and August, that's that's a good booth. Yeah, if it's a one o'clock game. Yeah, yeah. If it's a night game, you're freezing to death. Yeah, but you like the temperature. <laughs> Hypothermia. You like the temperature like seventy-five thermostat. He does. I right. like the temperature like 
60 thermostat. No. Didn't I mean, you that, say that you sleep when it's hot, too? Because yeah. I have to sleep in an igloo. It has to be cold. And if it's not, I'm not sleeping. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Oh, man, I, I can't do it. I actually, I, the last hotel we were in, I actually, for the maybe the first time in my life, I had to turn the thermostat down a little bit. It's very rare. This is breaking news. Yeah, and that's when wild. we check in, and that sucker's on 80. <laughs> yeah. You booked that. That happens all the time. And there are hotels that, that are on my list that just don't have good air conditioning, and it really ticks me off, especially in the middle of summer. Um, so. that, there's only a, the only list I have is the ones that have good air conditioning, and there's only like three of them. <laughs> now, you mentioned scorebooks. Yeah. Fans are fascinated with scorebooks. I always get questions all the time. What scorebook do you use? How do you score? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, vastly different, you two, your scorebooks. One, you don't have a book. You have just a sheet that you make right? Right? Yeah. that's on a clipboard. Your book. I have a coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. He's got, it's a coloring book. He does arts and crafts every day before the game. It's it's very attractive. Every time I come to them, they go, "Have we color coded yet, Jeffrey?" That's how that's how I do it. You know, and and it's like, it's funny to keep score because I that's how I learn, and I guess everybody's different. Everyone's how different. you kind of do your scorebook and how you keep score. Um, I put the offense and the defense on the same page, and every single person comes in there and like you know that's supposed to be i'm like stop it this is how i do it and i have it color-coded so that i can pick up what i need to pick i mean i have to do the game my my way it's the only way i can do it and you're right about that though by the way the color coding actually does people may think it's silly i'm raising my hand i have thought it's silly in the past um because i've given you a hard time about it shockingly i'm all right with that um but it, it, it makes sense because if I don't flip my card over, so say the Reds are batting in the bottom of the fourth inning and I've still got it flipped over to the visitor side, it doesn't matter. Here we go to the bottom of the fourth and it'll be Daniel Vogelback leading things off if I haven't flipped it. You know what I Daniel mean? Daniel Vogelback <laughs> traded this morning to the Reds. So, so the, but that's where the color well, you're, coding you're comes right, in. Yeah, because if, if the Brewers blew – Red's red, and that's how my pages are. Yeah. And the notes that I have on there are highlighted in yellow. So those are the colors that you have on there. Umpires have some kind of different color, whether it's green or pink or something else, just so that I know which umpires are which and where they're at, and these are the umpires. Yeah. They're the one color that stands out. But you do it differently than most people in that – for those that don't know, a scorebook, you've got the lineup in there, and you also have a little section where it's the defense. It's like a diamond where you put in the names – of who's playing at the position. It's just like you would look at a baseball field. And there's also a section for the pitching. And most people will put the team that's hitting and then the pitchers that are pitching against you and the fielders that are fielding against you. So it's all on one page, but you don't do it that way. Well, I have the the whole book open. Yeah. I have our lineup, their lineup. All I'm looking at that all at the same time. And I, I don't – I don't just turn it on one page where I'm just looking at our lineup and their defense because then I wouldn't be able to do the game because their defense would be on the page and sitting on the back of my my uh, the table. I mean that that makes it tough. Yeah. I mean I, I have I that's how I learned. I mean when I got to ESPN, I, I mean I was just a baseball player. I'd never done anything like this before. Um, the keeping score, I'd only done that when I was in the minor leagues, and we're just charting. For the opposition, right? It wasn't like I was right. doing it to, for myself. 
And it ended up being a, I mean, that's how I learned to do it. That's yeah. the only way I could do it. Well, here's the thing. I've said this before. Unless you're the official score of the game, really, you're the only one that needs to read it. You're the only one that needs to decipher it. So however you could, you do it and you can do it quickly, that's all that matters well, unless you're here, turning it in somewhere. Here's the other part of that. Like for Tommy, um, like you do like attendance, you do like mm-hmm. the temperature of the game. I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, the, the line score, everything. So you can come back to it post game when you kind of yep. – I like to say do the game backwards when you're doing the post game. Dude, I'm not doing – I'm not right. I don't care what the temperature is. I don't care how long the game was. It's over. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm going to my next page. I, I don't need all that information. I just know one or lost, and I'm done. He's right. And, and it is. I mean, it's so individualized. Um, it's, it's great because the whole game of baseball to me is like art. I mean, it's what we do on the radio. We're, we're vocal artists in a way because we're painting the picture yeah. A scorebook is, is like art. Everybody does it differently. Nobody's going to paint a picture the same way. Right. So your scorebook is that way. I mean, the, the field looks like art. I mean, it's just beautiful. Um, so anyway, but... Hold on, I need to put some violin music under this. <laughs> Stand by. But, but yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> keeping scores kind of right in line with everything else about the game. It's so individualized. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. No doubt. And... Uh, what I did not realize is is that people are very fascinated by what, like you were saying to begin with. Totally fascinated. The scorebook. Like, yeah. what does your score sheet actually yeah. look like? Not just how do you score a game, but what does your scorecard yeah. look like? And I made mine when I was like, I don't know, I was probably eight years old. Unfortunately, that art form's going away. When I was a kid, there were people scoring in the stadium yeah. all the time, and you would get the game program that day because it had a blank score sheet in it. Yeah. And, uh, well, you can do it now electronically. You can do it on your phone. You can do it yeah. on your iPad. Mm-hmm. Not that people are going to bring an iPad into a game, but do it on your this, phone. Though this day and age, your your ticket is on your phone for the for most of these stadiums, whether yeah. regardless of what sports you're in. So you're bringing your phone into the ballpark anyway, and you can score on your phone. the The key is you can't really make notes and do the things that we put on there electronically. It it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Some people have figured that out. I'm not one of them, nor, you're, nor are you. Neither one of us have really figured out how to master that. I, I just like the paper thing, and I like the I like having the book, and, and I keep all of them, and it's great. Yeah. I, I do a full book. I don't know why, but I guess it helps me ask questions at the end of the game when I'm not calling games. Well, I think it's so. easy, too, like w- when we do what we do, to, to reference back. So if we're facing a pitcher for the second yeah. time, all right, how did – She can do online, but it's much quicker just to – but but it doesn't tell the whole story. Like when you look when you look back at a box score from the yeah. the previous game, that's not going to tell the whole story when you look at the scorecard. So right. let's say Tyler Malley's pitching a second time, maybe he only gave up one run, and he pitched let's say five and a third innings. Okay, well let's go back to that previous game. Oh, he ran into problems in the third, even though he only gave up one run. Right. There were a bunch of base, and you can kind of see all that. Well, and, the the part that that frustrates me of trying to do it electronically is I like to keep track of what pitch that you hit. And, and I, I, I score everything according to what my vision would be if I'm the pitcher that's on the mound, because that's how I identify in the game. So if it's a, an O2 fastball and it was right down Broadway, well, guess what? That's what I'm putting on there so that I can go back to that and reference that 
to that person. Do you put RDB right well, down? Hold on, let me say it right. <laughs> right down Broadway. That was close. Well, can you give us a real one then? Right down Broadway. Yes, sir. That you, you have to be able to at least understand what your scorebook says yeah. at a later time. So I want to be able to say the guy had a 10-pitch at bat, 10-P, FB, line drive to right, right. field. I mean, that's, I mean I'm, I'm putting all those things down so I can go back and look at it. The other thing he's really good about, too. Umpires. Man, umpires. It's unreal. I love looking at his scorebook because it, it lists the crappy umpires. <laughs> but, but he oh, is, which ones are crappier than he's others? He's so I diligent about it. He knows <laughs> if, you know, if, we, if, if we've got an umpire for a second time, if it's Tom Hallion, he knows what Tom Hallion's strike zone was the last time he was umpiring. By I mean, the way, I don't know incredible. if Tom Hallion is he crappy. You, you, you just threw out a name there. I don't want people to think. Oh, that. I don't know if he's good. <laughs> or bad. Tom Hallion is a crew chief. He's a good umpire. All right, there we go. Um, he really calls that. the ball that's down <laughs> and away. He doesn't like the ball that's quite up. Let's see. This is what I'm talking about. Exactly. But Come there, on. There. If you go back and I, I look at some of these scorebooks that I've had, and I, and I really didn't do that broadcasting mm-hmm. up until I started realizing that this was kind of chronic, but I did it when I was playing. I wanted to know as much about the guy that was behind the plate and not just what he called in the – because um, uh, some of these umpires early in the ball game will call a lot of strikes to get you to swing the bat. But at the end of the ball game, the strike zone is a lot tighter. And if and if you're closing ball games and you're pitching at the end of the game, you need to be able to understand that. So you have to pay attention to what the umpire is calling, not what's going on in the game, but what the umpire is calling and what he calls different in the beginning of the ball game versus the end. All right. I hope you're enjoying a lively conversation with a couple of my buddies, a couple of colleagues, and we'll get back to it after this. It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. Life can throw a lot at us, but through all the ups and downs, your financial future will be ever gentle on your mind with Western and Southern. From life insurance to investments, our one-on-one guidance is customized for your needs today and in the future. Western and Southern, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Visit westernsouthern.com slash rest assured to get started today. Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind. Jim Day here. I've teamed up with Swift to talk about my favorite seasons, baseball and grilling, America's pastimes, where people come together to talk, to laugh, to revel in the joyous chaos of family and the shared love of these beautiful words. Play ball! And let's eat! This baseball season, ask for Swift Meats at your local grocer. Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift. All right, now you guys, I mentioned a married couple before, and it's it's similar because you spend a lot of time together. You spend a lot of time just you two together. What are the quirks of the the each you guys have? What's the Come on, and I don't, Probably, want, I, don't, I don't want you to give your own quirks. I want you yeah, to give the can't. quirks of the other guy. Yeah, we can't give our own quirks. Come, come, come to Jim here, and then uh, let's have a chat. <laughs> but I think the thing is, though, Jim, that it, we're both pretty aware of what gets under the other person's skin, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lay it on me. What we got? Uh, 
I mean, probably, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff can be a little fiery. Really? Yeah. He can get a little worked up sometimes. And sometimes you, you kind of have to you have to wait. You have to wait till the dust settles after maybe he's had he's gotten a little upset over something. You go back. And I try not to do that. He tried. He really does. I Legitimately, do. he tries not to. And you go, Jeff. Uh, probably probably not that big of a deal. Uh, let's, let's maybe let's maybe put it in perspective a little bit. And, uh, and but he's he's he's. I think I think I mean, we've actually talked about this. I think it's improved drastically and and i mean but part of it is too just being aware of it like it, your personality is what it is and, and I, i'm not saying it's you know by no means am i saying jeff's a bad guy uh, it is it uh, is what it is but yeah it is what yeah. it is but we're humans I think, we spend a lot of time oh together. yeah but i think the the biggest part of it is is being aware of it and, and so he's he's very acutely aware of maybe Every once in a while, he'll get a little upset when he shouldn't. All right, what buttons are you pushing over here? <laughs> well, that's the other part too. He has every right to get upset with me when I'm deliberately let's see if we can pushing dial him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's tune him up. What do you think about player X, Y, or Z? Because I know he didn't hustle the night before, and I lost my mind. That might be the only thing that is a pet peeve of mine of, of doing broadcasting is when a guy doesn't hustle. Because that's the one. That's the one part. You can control that you can control, yeah. and it's the one part as an athlete that you should be proud of. Yeah. And and I'm probably overly um, aggressively talking about a guy when he is a big hustler and when he's really playing hard. I mean, I, I love those guys, and and I guess that's part of not being the the greatest player on the field when you're playing. You you love guys that overachieve and. Um, kind of create plays when there wasn't a play there to begin with. Um, those are things that they excite me, but but I'll say this too, they excite the fans. Oh, no doubt. That, that's, well, that's why you buy tickets, to see yep. great plays. No question. Now, are you pushing buttons of, of this guy over here? Um, I, don't, I don't know that I'm – well, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I don't. Um, but it's, it, it's generally – just trying to to lift him in the right direction as much as anything else i, I think um they're i mean everybody has their own quirks lord knows i do um but i, I think ultimately what you're trying to create is the, is the best atmosphere for the people that are listening at home you're, right. you're trying to create some entertainment and and i think that whether your team is winning or whether your team is losing in baseball, there's a lot of time that's spent um, where you have to give you have to give the listener a little piece of yourself. And if if people don't know about Tommy Thrall, the only way they're going to know about Tommy Thrall is for me to give them a little bit of insight and kind of bring that out in him because that's what Marty used to do for me. Who? Marty Brenneman. Oh, okay. uh, he was my partner before oh, Tommy. I, I got you. you. Okay. He's in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. Um, but I think that you kind of learn that over a period of time. And if there's as much as anything that I ever learned from Marty, one of the greatest lessons was that you are here not just to, to bring the game. You're here to entertain. And that's, that's not like any other sport. You don't have the time in basketball. You don't have the time in football. You definitely have the time in baseball. Sometimes too much time. 
That's another story. Right. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, but I think, you know, to kind of to build off that, we just, we both know that we enjoy being around each other so much that even when we're kind of poking each other, we know it's and it's coming from a good place, and we have so much fun. Yeah. We have fun. It. We have a great time together. That's good. I mean, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, no, I've enjoyed Very getting, important. I've enjoyed getting to know both of you obviously and we're, we're still on in our infant stages with you i mean jeff and i grew up reds fans you sure. grew up a cardinals fan okay um, <laughs> all right that see you don't even want to put that out in the universe because somebody's gonna we're talking about pushing buttons somebody's gonna believe you and that's just gonna cause all kinds of problems and that's just you you just you you know that couldn't See, be farther even, from the truth. He can't, he can't take it. He, he, he cannot take it. Ah, that's why I don't even go there. <laughs> All right. Set the record straight. Go ahead. I do not like the Cardinals. <laughs> Never have. Grew up in Kansas City. I grew area. up on the other side of the state. All right. That's the blue uh, side. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we enjoyed 1985 a little more than the other side of the state did. Ooh. And they're still not over it. Wow. You got a <laughs> shot in there. All right. All right. Tell me if um, there's a couple of things. One, I want to circle back to uh, the Coca-Cola thing. Because I love when we show up at a stadium and it's not a Coca-Cola stadium. We are there tonight. <laughs> or tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. <laughs> We're there now. Maybe they switched. Well, they ain't switched. This does not make a happy cowboy when it's... Are we allowed to say the, that word? Uh, when it's Pepsi. Oh wow, you did it! <laughs> I, did. I thought you were going to dance around it. You no, went right I said in. it. I said it. When it's not a a non Coca Cola stadium, you're not happy. What you, you've got to like stock up, right? Like, well, you're just in a loser spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, if if you don't, I mean, look around the, the teams that are winning. They have Coke. <laughs> but when, so you've got to bring your own. It's, it's BYOB. Well, I've got to pack that bag. And so my bag goes from 35 pounds to almost 55 pounds because I've got to add these four or five extra Cokes in there. His bag is unbelievable. His bag is, alone is legendary. It is unreal. It is the, it's a roller bag, and it's literally the biggest. I've never seen anyone, you know those magic tricks where like they, they're, pull, they're just pulling out a thousand things out of this box? Car of, it's the yeah. clown car of And it's like, cases. how are they getting all that in there? It's like, how, how are you getting all that in there? There's, this, is a, this is a true story from earlier this year. I, I kind of was just joking. For some reason, needed one of these, uh, you know, a paper clamp. And uh, I said, "Hey, and that CVS you haul around? Any chance you got a you got a paper clamp in there?" Boom, got it. Sure enough, yeah. he pulls out a whole bag. Oh yeah, no. If you need any it's... office supplies, if you need, if you have a headache, if you have a rash, if you have, you need some anything for your skin, you, any snack, snack, you a snack, anything a medical. I mean, just like I know where to go. It's a soda fountain. It's a pharmacy. And as it turns out, it's also a Staples. Look, I'm just trying to be prepared. (laughs) That bag is unbelievable. It really is. By the way, you owe me $5 for Staples. (laughs) He's he's keeping a running tally every time I use a stapler. That's lovely. With interest. All right, now I want to bring up another thing, and I'll ask you first. When you're in the booth... And the monitor's not working. 
Well, <laughs> I promise you right now, it affects it affects one of us a lot more than the other. That's why. That's why I asked you first. Uh, well, I thought we'd already covered the red ass category. <laughs> there is nothing, and I mean nothing. This is why I asked. It. Fires up the old boy more than a monitor that is not working. Which is funny, because we don't have them in spring training. Yes. But but you get to the regular season. And it is a radio. You're yeah, right. using your eyes like Kevin Barnes in Atlanta. <laughs> you, you guys just brought this up to just to stir me up. <laughs> This remember when you talk about poking buttons, yes. pushing buttons, poking the bear. Yeah. This is this is definitely it. See, well, I've seen this in action. That's this, why I know. <laughs> monitor here in Cleveland is going to be just fine, and he's already fired up just thinking about it. He can't even sit still right now. He, he is. He's, he's got the he's itch twitching. He's, he's where's, his, where's his bag? Red. We need the medical bag. Medical bag. Medic. Medic. <laughs> I mean, there is nothing that sets a human being off more than a monitor. He's fired up. I'll right tell now. you where it is the most, more than any other. Yeah, city. what city? What his favorite city to travel to? Oh, Los Lord. Angeles, <laughs> Dodger Stadium. That monitor. How long have you been going there as a broadcaster? Fifteen years. I think I've this year might have been way too long. This year might have been the first year ever. It was right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, you know, because another favorite. Sp- question it's probably the number one question is what's your favorite city and stadiums to go to we'll go reverse what are the least like ones and i guess you're dodger just, stadium okay we're going to dodger stadium i was waiting for you to finish um that's that's frustrating to me because dodger stadium is one of my favorites oh it's, once you get there it's great well we don't have to worry about parking or driving well we did uh, once yeah but Overall, you don't really have to worry about all that. Yeah. So the traffic is epic the failure. Part. It's a little loud. After three or four days, you're you know, I'm ready to get out of there. You go there but, once a year. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's 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 literally it's in my top five. So it's my maybe it's top just three. It's probably just outside of my top five, but it's close. Yeah. It's in my less than two. <laughs> so you're telling me you'd rather go to Tampa than yes. Dodger Stadium? I, I don't like Dodger Stadium. Not even a little. bit. <laughs> You'd rather go to the Oakland well, Coliseum. You've got to yes. remember too. He came up as a San Francisco Giant. Right. So you're going to Oakland. It's, I'm staying in San Francisco. Yeah, it's I mean. built in to you, right? Into the fabric. That but Pasadena is beautiful. Where we stay, it's it is a lot of yeah, great it, restaurants. It is a nice it's little an area. Awesome coffee shop. Not as there's traffic out the Yazoo. It's terrible. It takes us ten minutes nice to get to the ballpark. Country Come boy on. don't like LA. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I got him. He's all worked up over here. Oh, well, you just had to bring up the monitor. He's not going to you know, be the let, same the rest me, of this let podcast. Let me finish up this monitor thing. Because <laughs> you asked him. Now you have to ask me. That's true. I didn't ask you. You're right. All right. Here's the deal with the monitor. When you learn. Now, it's kind of that scorebook thing. When you learn to broadcast the game from the, from the, from the pitcher back to the pitch, back to the field. If the thing is a second off, well, guess what? The ball's over the fence, and you're saying, boy, that was a good pitch. <laughs> well, you look like an idiot. Yeah. You know what You know what that takes is one button. So my frustration is with ineptitude. I, I don't like laziness. I don't like being unprepared. Just, just do your job. 
Do you? Yeah. Well, how about doing the games remotely that we had to do through COVID? So how, is that, yeah, but even, how did that work out? Even even remotely, the, the timing of your speaking with what was happening in the game worked, worked fine for me. Yeah. didn't bother me a bit because what what the listener is seeing and what they're hearing is all the same. Because you have to remember the, the game is broadcast throughout our ballpark. Yeah. You know, or it's broadcast in conjunction with the the video that they're seeing, whether it's on the MLB app or anywhere else. Right. So you're to me, if someone's listening to me and I and I get this all the time, okay, we turn down the sound and we're listening to you. Well, if if that's the case, okay, well if you're listening to me, then I've got to be precise in not only how I call the pitch, but how the ball is hit and where the ball is hit. I mean, right. that's three things that happen within what, a split second? Yeah. If if the monitor's off, then then what that does for me is it it, it puts me in a very bad spot because I don't like guessing. Mm-hmm. Guessing puts you behind the eight ball. I, I don't want to do that. Right. And I just want to make sure that I have every avenue that I can get, just like you would with a stat. Who wants to have a stat from yesterday or two days ago when it's more prevalent and the numbers are up to date today? It's it's the same thing. And right. and here's mm-hmm. here's the issue with it. It's one button. It's one button. That pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, it might be a little more complicated. No, it's one, one button. <laughs> it is a little more complicated than that. However, uh, the point we'll, we'll just leave it as one button. And, you know, point taken. Very much taken. I appreciate that. <laughs> Are you all right? All right. Because I want to ask you guys about a serious subject. So oh, boy. We've kind of set the tone for that. Yeah. So just take a deep breath. Come on. Be all right. I'm good. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about criticism in that. Um, who was the guy that broadcast before? Francis. Fra- Marty. 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 Franny? Yep, Marty. I keep forgetting his name. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) It's hard to keep a straight face with that. Uh, But seriously, 46 years of Marty. I grew up loving Marty and Joe. You grew up loving Marty and Joe. You worked with Marty. Hall of Fame broadcaster. One of the best to ever do it. Had a certain style as we went through the years. In that, he would criticize the team and you know we're not talking behind marty's back obviously we i've had this conversation with him many many times and he would even editorialize at some point and he would tell you that when he retired last of a dying breed gone done doesn't happen anymore for team broadcasters but red's country that's all a lot of people know and think that that's the right way to do it now how have you both of you but specifically Tommy because you took over for Marty taking over for him where they want you to criticize the team or editorialize a team particularly in the April we just went through tough month historically tough month how have you been able to deal with it um I I think it it goes back to right when I started I mean it, it when when you when you take over for anybody and and you're not replacing anybody because you can't replace somebody like yeah. that. You're just not. Yeah. You're just kind of the next guy. Um, you have to be yourself. 
And, and I, by nature, am a pretty positive person. I, I think I'm, you know, pretty upbeat. Try to look at the glass half full whenever I can. Um, and sometimes you have to force yourself to do that. Now, that's not to say that everything's always great. It's not. You know, when you win three games in a month, that's not great. There's no way around that. There's no way that that you can say, well, this is good. It, it's not. But as long as you stick to the facts, as long as you stick to what's actually happening, and you do that because you have to, you can't ignore it, uh, I think you're, you're going to be okay. And that, to me, is kind of the sweet spot there. I, I, I read it a long time ago. I've wanted to do this. I've wanted to broadcast baseball games at the major league level for a long time. Um, so I, I would read uh, the stuff that other broadcasters wrote, listen to what they would have to say, uh, talk to them as much as I could. And, and one of the guys that I grew up with was Denny Matthews. He was the Royals radio announcer. And, and I think he wrote it in a book where he said, look, um, you know, when things are bad, everybody knows they're bad. And if a, if a certain player's struggling, it doesn't do any good to harp on that guy and and kind of berate him. You can just say what he's struggling with, whether it's he's in the middle of an 0 for 24. Um, what To me, what good's it going to do to say, well, this guy's 0 for 24. I can't believe he's back in the lineup and, and editorialize from that point and, and, and crush a guy because that's not going to make the situation any better. If a team's struggling overall, if, if, if you continue to um, look at the negative aspect of it and dwell on it, what good's that going to do? Um, we've all got problems in our life. So you just kind of you say what it is and you move on. And and you go back to what, what Jeff and I think do a pretty good job of, and that's having fun, enjoying watching baseball, yeah. regardless of how tough things get. Now, I will say that it's a delicate balance. Yeah, because you don't want to – you get accused of sugarcoating. You can't things. do that. You can't do that. It's like, what happened in April? There's no sugarcoating. No, 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 no. And, and and so it's a delicate balance. But but to me, um, you can't ignore it, but but you can't – to me, it just doesn't do any good to harp on it. It doesn't make the situation any better. If yeah. a guy's struggling at the plate, he knows he's struggling at the plate. You give the numbers. The fans then at that point know he's struggling at the plate, and you kind of leave it at that. Yeah, I, I think it's – a, a little bit different from the color side. I think that anytime that you have um, a great play made, you got to make sure that people know it was a great play and how and why it was a great play. Um, but you also have to you have to tell the truth. If if a guy boots a ball and he didn't hustle after it, or maybe he just didn't do the right things to get in front of the ball to maybe stop the ball. I think you have to be able to explain that. And that's not always great from a player side. I mean, I've been on that side. I can remember Joe, Joe Morgan criticizing me, and I'm, I'm thinking, God, this is just not good, you know? And years later, I realized, you know, he just he's just doing his job. He's just telling the truth. Well, I didn't know that at the time. I'm a kid in San Francisco right. trying to make my way in the big leagues. Right. It The – the thing that you have to understand as a broadcaster rather than being a player is you are trying to help the people understand at home, number one, what happened, and number two, why it happened. Now, 
if that brings in some criticism of the player because they didn't hustle or maybe they didn't get in the right position, well, that, that's just kind of part of the way that it is. That, that's part of broadcasting. But it's also part of the fact that I understand why that happened because I've played this game for a long time. And I understand why you made that mistake. Maybe it's the only mistake you make all year. But the people at home have to know because they're not watching. They're listening to us. You right. have to be able to create a word picture for those that are sitting at home. And, and I think that's part of what Marty did for so many years when he took over for Al Michaels and he's sitting next to Joe Nuxall and he was – I was sitting next to him. I think that's that's part of what he was trying to create for those folks that are sitting at home. He's trying to create that emotion. All right, this shouldn't happen. This has got to change. I think he's trying to promote that and help people understand what was happening. Yeah, and I would I would add to it. He's got the perspective of having played. He knows what it's like to between the be between the lines right. in a big league ball game. I don't. I've never done that. <clears throat> right. Um, so he's got he's got that aspect of it. Um, the, the other part of it too is Marty was around this game a whole lot longer than I was, yeah, and have been. So uh, that that to me is is a big factor there. And your too. perspective changes over right. time. It does, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean my perspective now, being in my fourth year, is different than it was in year one. Yeah. So well, you I, get, I, I think that's a big factor. You get forty six years of it, and, and I was used to it. I, I was just, I, at a time I thought, well, that's just the way that the broadcasts are supposed to be. That you know, you're supposed to criti- criticize or even editorialize as a team broadcaster. And that just that just there were only a few, a handful of guys that did it, and there are none now. Like I said, that's over. And if you ask Marty, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. He's right. a friend of yours. If you ask him, he'll tell you. That's it's over. That, that those days are done. But that's what Reds country and Reds on radio. That's what they're used to. So it's I don't want to say it's jarring when that doesn't happen anymore. But you know there there is a change. Yeah, and the thing about it is too, and we all love the game of baseball. It, it, you can't do this job unless you love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's too long of a season. We we love the game. So I'm never gonna talk ill on the game because I love it and I want other people to mm-hmm. love it. And the people that are listening love the game and they love the Reds. Right. Like we, we we have to understand that too. I don't want to say something that would give the listener a reason to dislike the organization, dislike the team, right. dislike certain players. And, but but and the, I think it that's also important. goes back to the individual personalities that are sitting in the booth. Yeah. And, and I think that got to be yourself. You, you do. Um in, in order to help people understand who you are and give them peace of who you are, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Um, you you kind of have to you kind of have to be Jeff Brantley or you have to be Tommy Thrall. Here's the mistake that a lot of broadcasters make when they take over for a new or when they're the new guy and they take over for a guy that's been a legend. They try to be the legend. You try to be Vin Scully or you try to be Marty Brennan. Right. Let me tell you something. There ain't no Marty Brennan no. and there ain't no Vin Scully. No. There is a Tommy Thrall and there's a Jeff Brantley. Mm-hmm. And and that's who you have to be. If you're yeah. trying to be those guys, guess what? You're fake. What if someone calls in on the hot stove league and wants you to be like Marty and tells you? <laughs> yeah, Jeff, what happens well, when that happens? <laughs> well, it was uh, back when I was doing a few more games and I was kind of that bridge announcer between you guys the <laughs> first hot stove league hey let's welcome in such and such from such and such jim 
you need to hammer these players. They ain't no good. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not Marty. Not Marty, not going to be Marty. But, I mean, everybody, everybody takes. That's a true story. That yes, happened. It, it, it did. <laughs> but everybody takes that as it, it, it was an abrasive issue from Marty. It was not an abrasive issue. It was just a truth. Yeah, and, and it was here. And here's the truth. It's not that it was everyone's truth, but it was Marty's truth. And he's the one that had the mic in front of him. He was allowed to say whatever he wanted to say. And, and I think as a broadcaster, that's what you have to do. You paint your own picture. Yeah. And it wasn't for show either. No. That's who Marty is. It, uh, we all three of us in this room understand that more than anybody. Because if you think he only crushed the players, no, 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 crushed us much more. And believe me, I still get, I'll get a call mid game, mid game. What did you just say? You have no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you could see or a text, and you could see the left-handed crooked finger point. Yeah, yeah, through the text message, you can just see it. I even in spring training this year, the few games we did, I went to break and I, I said I couldn't remember the exact score. I'm like, uh, Reds by three. Get to the break. Was it seven to four? Was it six to three? Was it three to nothing? What if someone just tuned in? They don't know. Why didn't you just text him back and you just say? I love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just I'll be he knows. I'll be praying for you, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> so we get it, y'all. Believe yeah. me, we get yeah. we. That's just who he is. is. Yeah, that's, that's great. Who he is? We love him. Yeah, <laughs> love that guy. All right, keep it right there. I guarantee you more laughs to come after this timeout. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons of the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based champion Championship team. We got some dinner to get to. What are we doing Italian tonight? We are doing Italian. Yeah. As my dad would say, Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that again. As my dad would say, Italian. How do you say July? July. July? July. I love it. I wish I had a southern accent. I really do. There are times that I just wish I had. Do a I have southern a southern accent? accent? Yes, you do. I That's got why this. these people up here in Cleveland smile every time I talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I go to the East Coast and be like, "Well, you got a Midwestern accent." I'm like, "I didn't know there was such a thing, but there is." The town we just came from has an accent. Oh boy, do they ever! Pittsburgh. Uh, love the Yinzers. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to cover? Besides, oh, by the way, if you want to push buttons, uh. I, with cowboy, I would go spiders and snakes. 
Yeah, no, um, he to... was he he lost his mind in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're doing the game, and I see this stick out the window in the booth next to us. I'm like, well, it must be a spider over there. Oh, sure was, enough, there was. I was not happy. He's like, John said, well, we're going to bring the spider. Oh, I'll be out of this booth. I'm getting out of this booth. He threatened to leave the broadcast. I bet he wanted wasn't to. any threat to it. I just was backing up my chair, and my headset was going to come off. He's only focused so far that that thing was going to stretch out. I meant to tell him there was a spider that crawled on my arm in the booth in Pittsburgh during that series. Well, I don't have any problem with it crawling on your arm. Yeah, I just don't want well, it crawling on my arm. Well, it, you would have lost your mind. Well, if, if it's on your there arm, was a I'm spider right. on your arm in Pittsburgh? Oh, I, I and I about Brantley'd myself. It ended up, I found it, it was on my iPad screen. I got it. You know, I, I really thought that I was doing awfully well when I got in the booth. We're getting ready to do the pregame. We, you know, you got to tape that thing early. And Looking up there, I'm seeing that damn spider, and I knew it was going to be a problem. And I'm just waiting. I was trying to be calm. Not, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't even act like it was any big deal. Sat down. I got my book all done. I kept my eye on that thing. That sucker was spiderizing right down in front of me, right in the middle of the game. Right in the middle of the game. It was spiderizing. I could see it wiggling. The the problem is wiggling. Problem for me is spider wiggle. I couldn't quite tell if that was one foot in front of me or three foot in front of me. So I kind of backed up a little bit. Oh, I just I about lost it. Well, so, I, actually, I did lose it. There wasn't any bout to it. How exactly does a spider spiderize? And, and wiggle. When it's doing the, the webbing. <laughs> Do the wiggle? Do the, the webbing. Uh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> doing the webbing? The sucker was coming down from the top corner over did towards my Did he use Google? Did he use Google or was it on Ask Jeeves? On. Moving towards me rapidly. We are totally like, the you know, this cowboy facade of the tough cowboy, you know. We are breaking through that. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's got their weakness. And and that's that's a semi-weakness of mine. <laughs> no, that sounds like a true weakness. Uh, oh, boy. There's only one other area I want to cover. That's when we're on the airplane. You're trying to watch a show. And, you know, movie theater... There's no windows. Well, that's, There's that's no lights the whole on. part of, of that's the whole part of trying to watch a show. Go, go ahead, you can tell us. There, there's not a there's not a human on that plane that has their window up except for one Tommy Thrall. That is false. It is not that false. Is a they might raise their window up and they'll put it back down. That is false. He's, he's that's trying, worse, by the way. He's trying to look outside to see. Okay, well. Was there a bird that just flew by? We're at 35,000 feet. There ain't a bird alive that can fly that high. <laughs> that is. He likes to point out the planes that are flying like near us or under us, ball. which I don't want to know. It unless freaks it's... him out, by the way. That, that, so Jim and I sit next to each other now. I've sat, I've had you're a different You're glaring up mate. my screen. That's exactly. all. That's, that's the only I'm thing. Trying, I got to sit right next to this him This guy now. put up a piece of paper on our last flight trying to like act like that was going to make a <laughs> I difference. Put it, up. it did make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the seat in front of me. It's not screwing it's up your screen. up my screen. Oh, yeah, it's no, it's no, the worse whole, if you're in front than if you're behind. The whole no, section is lit up. The whole, one window's up and You know what the odd part about it is? When you're watching movies or TV shows on an airplane, believe it or not, contrary to popular popular belief, you are not, in fact, in a movie theater. You are on an airplane. 
which has, has windows. shades that go up and down. Yeah, for the for people, that very the purpose. people that are sitting next to those seats that don't want to look out the window. I like to look out the window. But I once like to we see get what's above the like clouds, to, it's just clouds. I like to see what kind of condition the wings in. Uh, maybe point out a couple of flaws or dents in the wing yeah. that'll get he, you he, all he worked also, up. Listen, by the way, I'm not afraid of flying. I don't want you to think I, I'm definitely not that. But he will point out like, oh, that wing uh, looks like it's the engine's about ready to fall off. Uh, that wing's not bending the right way. That <laughs> That wing, is, I don't know. Hope we make it. Like, what are you talking about? On a, we're on an airplane. Why are you talking about this? Remember, remember, we were talking about pushing buttons. I know what buttons to push on him too. Yeah, but that, that's in the middle of my movie. Y'all can do y'all's thing back there somewhere else. I'm trying to watch my movie. I like only, to look the outside. The only piece that I get on that plane is to watch the movie. Exactly. You know what's great? That's true. My movie is out the window, and I can see the world uh, passing us by. You can watch my movie. Scenery. And my movie's really good. There's going to be a lot of killing. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed. <laughs> you can watch my movie, and you don't have to worry about that wing. I like to look out the, the window. If the wing falls though. off, there's nothing you can do about it. At least on my movie, if the guy kicks the guy in the head, he's going to bleed. You can watch it. <laughs> Apparently you can't because there's a glare on your screen. Uh, uh, totally yeah, because if you put that thing down, you can see crystal clear on my screen. Oh, yeah. And the, the, he also, when the sun's coming through the, the window, he'll, like, move his either phone or computer he's screen. Try to shoot it in your eye. Exactly. Yes. No, like, I don't like, do like, that like a magnifying like glass. Like a 12-year-old like child. Like a 12-year-old trying to burn a roach in the driveway. Right. Never seen anything like it. <laughs> I don't exactly. do that to Cowboy, but I will do that to you. He does it all the time. It's blinding. It's not because he knows I want the blind down, and then he, <laughs> the sun is. It, it's like time out. Time, can we take a quick time out here? Yeah. You try to say that I'm like a twelve year old. Yes, I'm very grown up and mature. I don't have. <laughs> yeah, any you're moments. almost thirteen. You know, when he sat by me, I'm this I reached many. over there to turn to tear down his screen, the the blind, the, the blind, blind, and broke it. Jam the sucker up and it wouldn't come down for the rest of the year. That was so the absolute worst we thing. We kept getting the same plane, and poor cowboy is trying to get this thing down, the See? shade down every I'll flight, it. and it wouldn't. I'm taking that vomit bag and jamming up on there. Yeah, keep it. yeah, the safety. He's got the safety procedures card wedged up under the window. Yes. Yes. Oh gosh. You well, were, I just you, want to watch. You were even movie. looking for like a screwdriver to see if you could get the paneling off. To get they fixed that sucker there. though. I know they did. They that was just a different big. plane because I track those. Yeah, this nerd tracks <laughs> the tail numbers of the planes. I like to see, know what plane we're flying. Literally, he's got a chart of how many times we've been on a certain all plane. Put the, put sort of like you chart down. umpires, he charts airplanes. Yeah, I got you. I just want one to get from point A to point B. I just want to take off and land safely and be able to watch. I just want to watch my movie. <laughs> With you. He hates the window being up. I do, too. I know. I, I, it's fine when you're taking off. And, I like and to when you're take landing. off and landing. Yeah, and then take I'll, off and landing. Usually by the, the time, whole flight. Usually by the time we're up to our cruising altitude, I will have put it down. Reluctantly. Yeah, reluctantly. Because someone's got a, a case of the goo sitting right next a, to you. It's That's called me. a compromise, just as all... Happily married couples do. They compromise so that both parties are upset. Uh, listen to us. We're, so, we're a bunch of spoiled people. We fly, you know, we're, we're spoiled. But it is what it is. Everything's relative, But real, you also relative, have to realize right? that I do genuinely love flying. You do. So 
that's a part of my enjoyment for flying is looking. Yeah, out the we way. had a really rough flight earlier this year. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, it was, was into Denver. Bad, we white knuckled. Bad. I mean, it was a white knuckle time. And he's just over there. Hey, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm getting up, you know. We're like dropping ten thousand feet at a time. And he's getting up, going to the rest. What's going on? Hey, hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Everyone's like white knuckled, holding on. We're going back and forth. My vertigo is like, oh. And he just—he was having a rough time with that. No big deal. Fasten your seatbelt. Yes, please fasten he, your seatbelt. He, uh, well, I guess I'm a little unique in this. So turbulence doesn't even bother me a little bit. In fact, I would almost go as far as saying I kind of enjoy it. Oh my! As you've God. noticed. What is going? Enjoy. But a roller coaster terrifies Lo- me. I love roller coasters. Can't stand them. Cannot. Nope. Oh, I love but roller coasters. Man. I don't care how much turbulence. That flight we had in. And that was going into Denver. That was one of the worst I've been on. That is that was a and really that to bad me one. Was far more enjoyable than any roller coaster I've ever been on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was terrible. I thought I was going through. There were like a many people on that plane that like literally when we got there just shut her down and went to bed because they were sick. I handed you the bag. You didn't. You no, didn't I, w- I was, was not ready to throw up, but it was. I have vertigo, folks, and it was bad. And I didn't realize that that would. That triggered, because I, I gave you a hard time about it. And then I kind so of you're saying I didn't notice. If you had realized <laughs> that it was triggering some issue, that you would have stopped it? I would have been a little. So put the shade down, because it's triggering a, <laughs> a glare on my movie screen. <laughs> Throwing the flag on that is not yeah. accurate. So glad I brought up the window shade thing. That's beautiful. All right. Once again, I I thank you. Actually, this one was better than the first one. Would you would you it agree? Oh, yeah, Th- this certainly. one was better than yeah. the first one. Not that the first one was bad, but this one was was good. It was a little better. Well, you so. we usually seem to figure out a way to have a good yeah. time. With well, it was just together. practice. We had practice. Practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, practice. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. You up here talking about practice? Practice, not a game. I'm sorry. Practice. Love you, Alan Iverson. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can listen to them on the Reds Radio Network on uh, Red uh, Radio or streaming device near you. That would be the dynamic duo of Tommy Thrall, Jeff Brantley. Who knows what's happening on down the line here on the Gym Day podcast, but the biggest thanks goes out to you for hanging out, checking us out, and continuing to listen to this bad boy. And we'll see you next time. We appreciate it. Can you give me one more? Appreciate it. We'll catch you on the flip side. We gone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Baseball present. Baseball past. Gonna share a few stories. Gonna have a few.